May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Gather all the people. Do not leave anyone out. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the aged. Gather the children, even the infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Gather all the people. Don't leave anyone out. The prophet Joel speaks to us about the heart of God and the hearts of us, the people lovingly created in the loving image of God. He begins with a warning saying that the day of the Lord is near. And it could be a day of what he calls thick darkness. Thick darkness. Thick because Joel envisions not just a dark and stormy sky, but clouds of locusts. So take whatever dark and stormy day you pictured when Nancy first read this passage and then kick it up a notch with lots of flying bugs, swarms of them. Joel is describing the devastation of a life separated from the love of God. He is describing the deep darkness of a hardened heart, an unfeeling heart, a heart with all the defenses up. And yet, this is not what God wants for us. God desires intimacy, closeness, loving relationship, saying, return to me with all your heart. This is what God desires. Not our best work or our achievements or our gold stars, but our hearts. It is our hearts that God desires, our real, vulnerable, messy, and sometimes broken hearts. Why? Because the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. You just sing that over and over again. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. And where do we comprehend and experience compassion and mercy? In our hearts in our hearts. We have to offer our hearts to God to know God's compassion and mercy. It is the only way. When I was seven years old, I walked down the aisle of my church and told the preacher that I wanted to invite Jesus into my heart. That was the language that we used in the church where I grew up. And it was a language that made sense to me. Of course I wanted Jesus in my heart because God is love. And our hearts are where love lives. But there was also this sense that until that moment, 
I had somehow closed off my heart to Jesus. And now I was inviting him to come in and clean things up. Or that I had finally cleaned up my own heart enough that it was finally okay to let Jesus in and see things. My theology has changed a bit since then. Perhaps you think of God differently than when you were seven years old as well. I think that what the prophet Joel invites us to in returning to God with our whole hearts is to actually offer our hearts up to God, not just invite God into our hearts, but to hand our hearts over. To me, this feels more vulnerable. It feels like giving up control And control is one of my favorite things to cling to. It feels less like a spring cleaning and more like a total renovation, and I don't even get to see the plans before we start the work. What does it look like for you this year to turn to God? To turn to God with your whole heart. What does it mean for you to offer your heart up to God in this season of Lent? What do you have to let go of? Not give up, like giving up chocolate, but really let go of. What do you have to let go of to give your heart, to offer your heart to God in this season of Lent? Will you let go of anger? Will you let go of the illusion of control? Will you let go of perfection? Will you let go of convincing others that you are right? Will you let go of that that grudge? In a few moments, the dean will invite all of us to observe a holy Lent. And he'll remind us that in the early church, Lent was a time when people who had been separated from the church were reconciled and forgiven and restored to community. This isn't just a season of asking forgiveness. It is also a season of granting forgiveness. Who do you need to forgive in order to give your whole heart to God? You may know the answer to these questions already, or you may need to give it some thought. (laughs) Lent is a season, a time of self-examination, not just today on Ash Wednesday, but for a season. Because letting go and turning to God, it takes time. Not because we have to clean up our hearts to make them presentable to God, but because we have to do something much more courageous. We have to be willing to give God our whole hearts exactly as they already are. And in doing so, we invite God into the self-examination. We invite God's compassion and mercy to transform our hearts. When we do this, It does more than just transform me or transform you as individuals. It transforms us. It transforms the community. 
so that all the people are gathered and no one is left out. We offer our whole hearts to God and God blesses us with more wholeness than we could ever achieve or attain or accomplish on our own. God says, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Why? Because God loves you. And returning to that love requires a lot of letting go. Letting go can be hard, and it can be scary, yes. Self-examination can be hard and scary, yes. We return to God with our whole hearts, and God returns us to ourselves, our most whole selves. And no one is left out of the wholeness of God. Amen.